Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. Hey, and welcome back to the show. Uh, if you're listening to this in real time, we are in the middle of uh, a bit of a cold snow apocalypse. Uh, so hopefully you aren't having any issues and if you are that they are resolved quickly now last week we talked about uh, habits and you know sort of being present in your life and what effect that has on your ability to keep up with those habits and on today's episode i wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what to expect when making and sticking to those changes uh, things you might run into and things that you can do to help make those changes more successful in addition to the habit formation tips that we talked about uh, last week. So let's get into it. So number one on my list here is going to be understand what your fear response looks like. And I'm not talking about the things that you have sort of conditioned yourself to do um, based on previous things, but what your original response to fear or the unknown here. Um, because you're going to default back to whatever makes you feel safe, even if that's not the most productive thing for you. Uh, so, for example, if your original fear response before you decided to start working on anything or being a better person in any realm of your life was to uh, exercise avoidant behaviors, then you want to be really uh, conscious and aware of if you are doing certain um, avoidant behaviors. And they may not be real obvious so what some of these things look like is procrastination um, and not the, oh, I'll just hold off and do it later type things. But let's say that you know you have to get up early to do something. So you'll stay up a little late the night before, which is going to make it more difficult for you to get up and do what you need to do the next day. You may fall into the habit of perfectionism where it's not like, oh, I'm just not doing it. It's that I want it to be good enough and I won't release anything until it's good enough, or I won't do anything until it's perfect. Uh, it's never going to be perfect. So the thing to do in this situation, instead of delaying and wanting it to be perfect from putting it out, is to just put it out and uh, seek feedback from different sources, uh, people that you know and trust that want the best for you, and then make a changes based on that. But you'll never get what the actual feedback is until you get out to start doing it. Now, in your head, those things don't look like avoidant behaviors, but they are. Um, so you just have to be aware that if that's your default types of behaviors, you're going to start doing things because it's new. Um, and the brain's job is not to keep you happy, right, or have you achieve your goals. It's for you to live long enough to have children. And then hopefully an ideal situation see those children have children, uh, the rest of that shit, as far as your happiness or getting the things done you want in life is irrelevant uh, to the survival of the species. So it's not about uh, you going and doing what you, uh, you dream about. So you're going to have to be real conscious because anytime you go to make a change, even if, even if that change is going to be better for you, if it's different from something that you've ever done before, uh, unknown equals fear. Fear equals stress, uh, which we'll get to here in a little bit. And your stress response is going to be just whatever it has been. So be aware of that. 
All right, so that's point one. Understand what your fear response looks like and then get ready to adapt that uh, to your new situation. Point two, care about what you care about and don't care about anything else. So while you're on this journey here of uh, making changes in your life or installing these new habits, uh, you're going to run into little distractions, people that you don't really give a fuck about or have any real uh, bearing on your life are going to have things to say um, about what you are doing. Um, and sometimes people that are your friends, but because they see you changing or people are concerned about your safety, but that's not how they express it, uh, will say things to you that will feel uh, demeaning or condescending or dismissive of what you're trying to do. Um, ignore that shit, right? Care about what you care about. Stay focused on what you are trying to do and you're going to have to ignore everything else. Like until this new way of life becomes something you are accustomed to, until these new habits become solidified habits, uh, which could take quite a while, as we spoke about uh, last week, the, the thing you're gonna have to do is to stay focused on the prize. Like why you decided to make these changes, what these changes will do for you, um, and everybody else just gonna have to sort of deal with things. Do not let tiny distractions like about what's going on in the government or random events outside of your control get you wound up and off course. Uh, this isn't to say not to be um, at least aware of what's going on in your surroundings, but on your day-to-day, -day, there's basically not shit that you can do about a lot of this stuff that people are on the internet arguing. So, Honey, I can't do this thing that I said I want to do. Somebody's wrong on the internet. Like, is that really the best use of your time? Is that what you said you wanted to do? Or is that just another form of procrastination? Um, people are going to run their mouths about all sorts of various topics, especially things they don't know about. Or what's even most dangerous, someone has to have a little knowledge in an area so that they feel that they could just start talking. Um, ignore all of the stupid stuff you want to put on blinders whenever you're going through this process. Care about what you care about. Don't care about the rest of it. Mark Manson wrote an entire book about this called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, Sarah has it upstairs in our library slash guest bedroom. <laughs> but uh, if you want more details about how to do this, why to do this, uh, why the brain cares about what other people have to say, it's an interesting read. Uh, but when it comes down to it, you need to keep focus on things that are actually important to you, what you say is important, and just ignore uh, the rest of it. We don't have enough time as people on this planet in prime years to be uh, distracted all the time. Now, obviously, you're not going to be 100% focused all the time because that's not possible, uh, but you definitely want to spend 80% of your time uh, whenever you're in putting these new habits into place on actually putting these new habits into place and not 80% of your time bullshitting on Reddit or just scrolling instantly on Instagram. Care about what you said you're going to care about. Ignore everything else. All right, so the next point here is uh, basically who you have around you is uh, directly important to your success. So a little tidbit from uh, The Art of Impossible by Stephen Cutler, which is what I'm reading through right now. Um, actually almost finished. It's been an engaging audiobook. But uh, the brain reacts to new challenges with either stress or excitement depending on if you believe uh, it believes that you have the support around you to fully engage with this activity or not. Um, obviously, an increase in stress response is going to cause an increase in fear, which is going to drive you away from doing 
uh, what you want to do and an increase in excitement towards doing that is obviously going to give you sort of the, the kick that you need to get started and to engage with that challenge. Um, that means that you cannot do this alone. You're not going to make any long-term changes by yourself, um, especially anything that goes against any sort of uh, learned habits that you've got in childhood. All of these things are going to take support of some kind to uh, solidify them into your life fully. So, And to add to that, you really need to learn how you learn best. So if you can absorb enough from reading and you don't really need to interact with somebody, uh, that's going to be the approach that you should take. If that doesn't really work well for you and works best is that you find sort of a mentor to shoot some ideas off of and that person gets back to you with, have you tried this or this in this situation, uh, then you should do that. I will say that if you reach out to somebody who you basically want to be and they get back to you, with the response, you need to do the tasks, right? Actually do them. Don't fucking ask people for advice and then not do it. But then get back to them with, hey, I tried X, Y, Z on, you know, ABC type activity. And these are the results that I got. People love that sort of thing when it comes to mentoring. Like you, not only did you take action on it, but you got back to me and you let me know. Um, especially if you make it known that they don't need to respond to you, that you're not looking for anything, just that, hey, the information that you gave me was valuable and I actually uh, did something with it. That's going to really sort of endear that person to you and get that mentorship relationship going. But if that's the way that you, you learn best, right, a little trial and error with a, a guide, a mentor, then do that. Don't bother with the books, but you need to know that about yourself before that's going to work. This is why having a tribe, you know, your five closest friends, even or if it's just people online, someone that you can reach out to, a, a positive community that's, or, you know, just people involved in what you're trying to do, uh, you are not going to get across that finish line by yourself. It's just not going to happen. Isolation is going to have you default to whatever uh, behavior is normal for you, like we talked about. And if you're trying to soothe yourself uh, with alcohol, while you white knuckle your way through establishing new patterns. Um, you may be able to get it done, but it's gonna be difficult and frankly not as healthy as other alternatives where your stress response was frankly just lower because you felt like you had the support. Um, you know, I've talked about building these relationships before on previous episodes. Go back and check those out um, if you're interested in that. But without the, without the group, someone to bounce ideas off of, this is going to be hard. I have uh, a group of guys that we run a chat with on, you know, just WhatsApp. And that has been really um, life-changing for me to have people that I know have seen me at various times in my life and are going to give me the, <laughs> the most real feedback, even if I don't want it. Uh, I mean, I do want it, right? But they're not going to try to spare my feelings. Like, hey, you asked about uh, what we think about a situation and we're going to give that to you. That is the type of relationship you're going to need. Um, and also you're gonna to wanna to have to build those. So if, like for example, if people give me unsolicited advice, I'm really not trying to hear it. Uh, if you're trying to hold me accountable to some sort of activity, even if I said I was going to do it, if we haven't established boundaries that this is okay for you to do, and you try to hold me accountable to some stuff that I didn't ask you to do, that's just real annoying to me. Now, if we've been friends for a long time, um, obviously that's a little bit of a different situation. And if you're just sort of doing it out of help and I can understand that, that I'm not just going to fly off the handle, 
but uh, I have certain relationships set up in place, certain weekly check-ins set up in place to help keep me on the path. And it doesn't even mean that <laughs> I'm going to do whatever, but it does help me work things out, which is really what I use those conversations for. But that's just me personally. Um, some people do a lot better when they have somebody just holding them directly accountable. Uh, this is why personal training works. Like you'll have people who try to work out for years by themselves uh, and get zero results, but then they hire a trainer and finally it gets them into gear, right? They actually lose the weight, put on the muscle that they want. And you have some people who are able to discipline themselves uh, without the outside forces. But whenever you have people trying to enforce that sort of outside boundaries, they, re they rebel against that. So you just need to figure out what you, what works for you. And one way is not better than the other. These are all uh, individual responses based on history and all sorts of things. But you need to know yourself and then put yourself in the best situation uh, to win, to get what you want. All right, so point three basically being that your response, the brain's response to a new challenge or establishing a new habit is going to vary based on the amount of support you feel that you have uh, so you need to go out and get that support, figure out how you learn, and then stick to that over the long term. Um, whatever types of habits that you've used in the past to commit and make changes, uh, then use those. Think about times that you moved from one place to another because uh, you've done that in your life before and thinking about the type of structure that you did that in and then give that to yourself. Uh, so if you need outside reinforcement in certain areas and not in others, uh, get those set up for yourself. And now a brief word from one of our sponsors, Audible. Hey, so we have all heard that knowledge is power. So if knowledge is power, access and the ability to digest that knowledge is a superpower. Uh, however, not all of us have time to sit and read at the end of the day in our busy lives full of hustle and bustle. We are always on the move and in the middle of working long hours, trying to get things done, working on side projects, or frankly, just taking care of yourself and your family, you may not have time to sit down and read. And that's why I love Audible. Audible allows you to take advantage of those transition moments like the gym, like your drive to work, like cooking, to install new knowledge that you did not have before to help take you from where you are now to where you want to be. There are thousands of titles available on Audible, including bestsellers like Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is Away, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, and others. Start your 30-day trial today and your first book is free. Go to audibletrial.com slash podcast to get started. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-L.com slash true, T-R-U-E, MP podcast. And now back to the show. All right. So another uh, little tidbit, a little goodie here that I got from The Art of Impossible by Stephen Cutler is that he took some more research from renowned uh, flow scientist uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. And uh, have fun Googling that if you want to look into some of the research that uh, he's also done. But uh, what it boils down to, and we spoke about this way back on episode one is that gratitude practice or basically any form of de-stressing is going to help you sort of rewire the way your amygdala is set up so that way you can see opportunities a bit better 
So the, the long story short here is that when you get up in the morning to look at the world, you're not seeing the world as it is. Um, you know, we are, you're seeing it through filters. Uh, the brain is processing things down for survival, like we spoke about a little bit earlier today and way back on episode one. So you're not seeing all the opportunities that you have in front of you. You are filter things, filtering things out based on beliefs and frankly, where your stress levels are uh, during the day. Now, a, a short three things you're grateful for sort of in the morning. You don't need to write it down, although writing things down has been shown uh, to impact things in a way that just keeping it in your head does not. But, you know, we'll take what we can get here that you don't need to write it down, but just finding things that have gone well. And these things had to be real that you're saying you're grateful for. The brain has a BS meter will help rewire uh the amount of fear sort of in the system because you can only you can only consciously process so much information and the rest of it is just sent down to the subconscious for processing um, in fact if you and two other people are talking the, your ability to pay attention uh, to information that's coming through is maxed out at that um, anything else being handled to that is just going to be filtered out into the background. And I'm not talking the art of attraction here, right? Like, oh, you can just uh, sit in a cave and meditate and the things will come to you. What I'm saying is that the there is a system in the brain, the amygdala, and uh, a few others that we talked about that are attached to survival and stress response and will filter out things that you uh, do not expect to see or you do not deem as important because you are hyped up on, I need to survive right now. And survival things and thrival things tend to be opposite. Uh, it's the same reason for the phenomena that once you buy a car, you see that thing out anywhere. Uh, and before, even though those cars were there, your brain filtered it out as not important. So you are trying to step into or build a new life based on new habits. Um, and you're going to want to see those new opportunities in front of yourself, the ability to downregulate the amygdala so that your fear response isn't in hyperdrive as you try to navigate uh, these new things is going to make it so that you can actually see these opportunities, evaluate them for what they are, and not just default to new equals scary uh, because the unknown is scary. And I can survive here even if what I've been living in is shit. I know that I can survive in the shit. Um, you have tons of people who live their whole lives just struggling day to day. Um, you don't want to be one of those people. Uh, you wouldn't want to be listening to this podcast, but two, you wouldn't be trying to uh, do the changes in your life that we are talking about here if um, you were one of those people. So this tiny gratitude practice is three things that you're grateful for. Over time, it's going to help make it so that your system isn't seeing fear, fear, fear everywhere. And so when those opportunities come across, you'll actually be able to see them from what they are and evaluate them appropriately. So uh, the next one, a little shorter, but just as important as the rest of them, you need to install a gratitude practice to help downregulate your fear and stress response so that you can process the information in front of you more accurately. And last but not least for today's episode uh, is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. So this entire book is about resistance, the concept of resistance, the many ways that resistance shows up in our lives, um, and things that Stephen Pressfield has done, who was another author, uh, written a few books, 
uh, one of which, The Legend of Bagger Vance, was turned into a movie. Um, and if you haven't seen it, most people have at least heard about that. But so a pretty accomplished author, right, talks about the things that he needs to do uh, to get over the resistance in his life to get up and write every day. Uh, the resistance does not go away, and it only shows up whenever you're doing something that's important. Um, I love this book, and it's a quick read. Uh, not only does it have practical tips, but it's nice to see that anyone who has ever accomplished anything deals with these same uh, sort of issues. You are not alone, and why do I keep returning back to old habits? Why is it so hard for me to install things? And it's not that there's anything broken or inherently wrong with you. Uh, whenever you try to do something new, there's just a process to learning or to starting a new endeavor that uh, we'll all deal with. There's just no way around it. Whenever you try to start something new, you're going to deal with the um, the the feeling of inertia, right? Have to get over um, your old habits, get over your old self, basically to install a new self. Um, so none of us are alone in this sort of thing. And the book itself, uh, it's broken down into three parts. The last one is like a, a sort of like a, a spiritual sort of source of inspiration. Uh, you could take that or leave that for what it is, um, you know, like where people, th where he believes ideas and stuff sort of live and come from. But the first two, I think, apply to everybody. So the first part of the book is what resistance is, defining it, what it looks like, uh, what it tends to show up as. And uh, the second part is combating resistance by turning pro, uh, by instead of just freelancing the things that are important to you, that you place uh, professional rules around them. Uh, not everybody's going to want to do things all the time, uh, even if it's something that you get a lot of joy out of the daily habits of anything that you like. Um, if you're going to try to do it professionally, look and feel like work. There's just no getting around it. Um, but it's a lot better than doing work that you're ultimately uninspired by or don't care about uh, if this is your thing, right? If you've chosen to do this. Uh, we all spend days here and you're going to have to work to survive. So it's better to do something that you actually give a shit about than something that you don't care about. Um, so there we go. Now, uh, so the five things we talked about today, uh, thing one, understand what your fear response looks like. Uh, what you tend to default whenever you are sort of faced with the unknown and get ready for that. Now, this is your original fear response um, and not what your sort of adaptive behaviors are in new areas. So whenever you learn something new, if you have avoidant behaviors, instead of engaging with that thing directly, you want to uh, look be on the lookout for those because they're going to show up again. Uh, point two, care about what you care about and don't care about anything else. Uh, focus on what's really important to you, things that you said are important. We have a lot of distractions in our lives, um, and it's going to get worse with push notifications and all the apps on your phone and everything else. So you need to be mindful of that. Uh, the third part is that the brain is going to amp up the stress or excitement response based on if you feel like you have the support or connected with people to make any sort of new changes. So if you don't have a friend group, you need to get one. Um, I don't care what the social distancing climate is whenever you listen to this. Um, there are plenty of groups online to based on anything that you are looking for or trying to learn how to do. Get in one, uh, get to communicating, because a connection with a community is going to keep you um, involved. And look at that. Even, uh, even Bernie agrees, saying hello to the people out there. The next point, a small gratitude practice, even if it's just saying three things that you are actually grateful for and everybody's got something if you really think about it. 
is going to help downregulate the stress and fear responses that you may have so that you can actually see the new opportunities that exist in front of you. And uh, the last part is that you're going to face, you're going to feel the resistance, right? That happens to all of us. There are ways around it. You just need to know yourself, know what your usual response is, and be ready for that, uh, and then put things in place, what works for you, to keep you on the path that you say is important. Uh, so with that, I love you guys. Hope these things help, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true, T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast. See you next time.